Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. Welcome back to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Jamie Wagner. Um, jumping back in with some interviews this week. I tried to get a couple in, didn't end up working out, but we still got, got our trusty old faithful Luke Amson is back. We are I don't know. It's just kind of a weird phase of this process. I had a, a little hiccup or a moment where I said, I'm working with coaches and I want to bring you guys in on what's going on. And I wanted to continue the, this, the series that I've been doing on head, hands and heart. And Luke has kind of been somebody that's been a huge influence on me getting back into being physically active. Right. And, and I've shared this story before, but I work with Luke's cross country team and they were going to run 200 miles and Luke said, you're running with us. Right. I did fell in love with running again. And as a result, I kind of realized how much I needed that physical activity coaches here with us right now, listening to me talk about this stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to start that same question for you. How much do you realize when you're not doing it that you need to be physically active for your mind, body, spirit to be just in the, in the right place, whether it's dealing with your students in the classroom, being a coach, being at home, what do you notice when you aren't working out, when you aren't going for a run, whatever it might be. And we'll talk about what it is you do in a second, right. When we're done with that, but just talk about what it is you missed or what you, is you notice when you're not doing it. Yeah. I think uh, when I get out of like a workout routine, then the rest of the routines kind of go to once one goes, they all kind of slide and I'm very routine type of person. And I can just feel like I get more anxious about stuff because things aren't in line and I'm just not as, as organized and routine as, as I need to be. So I think once one of those aspects uh, starts to slip, then the others do like I got away from reading for a while too. And that's something that I wanted to bring back in. So I did that. Um, a few weeks ago, started that again, but, uh, yeah, just things kind of become less organized and I just have less clarity, I would say. Isn't that wild how, and I've talked about this before, kind of those keystone habits, that one routine can kind of anchor us to normal. What, what is that? You said that physical routine kind of is an anchoring point. What is the actual thing that you do? most days if, if you had a choice what would it be that you're doing physically R running um yeah. right now mainly on the treadmill um but yeah i get out in there and i i can run a lot faster out there than i can outside so it makes me feel good um <laughs> but yeah i would say running would probably be my 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 uh favorite or my go-to speak to that you said it can go faster so it makes you feel good I, you know like in working with your teams we've, we've kind of ebbed and flowed on mileage and having a lot of volume or having tempo be our guide or our driver why does going fast work for you uh, i don't know uh i just feel like uh you know a, a little bit of it is doing it for, for for your health long term you know and i don't know i just feel like and it probably comes back to to the wrestling aspect of it too like i love that that burn that feel of that you get when, and you can get that obviously on a slow, long distance, but I just, I like to be efficient with my time and get as, as much packed in as I can, uh, as quickly as possible, but just having that, you know, how that is with that, that, yeah. uh, 
that wrestling type workout where your your lungs are burning and your and your legs are dead and you're just you're sweating like crazy and that's just it's a way that I can do that without obviously having to have somebody to wrestle with. Um, yeah, probably I, that I, aspect of it. I love that you say I want to be efficient with my time, and I like you know it's kind of a twofold process. Like you know, I think health is a marathon, not a sprint, in a lot of ways but there's a lot of value in having some sprints mixed in. Right. And, and so there's, there's a piece of this that, you know, it's not going to work for everybody to go super high intensity. And I, I don't know, would you say that you're super high intensity or could you dial the notch up still? Like, I don't think you're, you're redlining a whole lot. Are you? No, no. I think there's, there's room to go there too. I mean, I'm not, yeah, I definitely room to go. Yeah. And I, so I'm just, I'm just thinking about that as I, as I try and express this to the audience, like we, you particularly are built a specific way that, Hey, if I'm going to work out, I want it to be intense. I want to have that burn. I want to have that feeling of like, I actually did something with my time. I, in some ways I'm a little bit the opposite with, when it comes to running. Like I really like the kind of meditative part of running the clear my mind nothing going on, just like paying attention to my breathing, checking out what's going on around me. And so I don't mind a longer run, right? I think, you know, if, if you were to, to design your preferred workout, are you topping out at a certain mileage or, you know, cause I, I think, you know, if I'm feeling good, I could go for four or five pretty easy and not really think about it and not care about how long it takes, not care about the effort that it takes even to, to do that extra mileage. I kind of get into a groove and I feel good with that meditative piece. Are you saying, I, I don't really want to run more than X or, or what, what's it look like day to day? My typical is probably three and a half to four miles. Yeah. I do a like kind of a warm up, a little slower. And then I get into more of a race pace type feel, I guess, and kind of increase the intensity as I go and just try to push it, you know, as, as, much as I can on any given day. So this is particularly why I wanted to talk to you about this conversation. I think there's there's a dichotomy to see, right? There's kind of a binary idea in this, right? That that you can go to your not to your max. We've said you're not redlining, but you like when you choose, you're like, I wanna, I wanna go, I wanna push, I wanna continually amp up the intensity behind whatever it is that I'm doing. You, you spoke to the wrestling type of workout. What else do you think drives you to want that? What, you know, what is the, the mindset behind that? Well, I don't know, I guess, other than probably just that has been ingrained or was ingrained, you know, through, throughout uh, athletics and just the enjoyment of it. And I don't know, I guess, it not, you know, we've talked about that too. There comes a point in everybody's life where you don't have those competitions and things anymore. So maybe it's a, it's a, it's a drive to get back to that feeling a little bit and just a little bit know that I can still do some of that stuff as I get older. And yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I think, uh, I think just, yeah, that, that mindset of, of the hard workouts. And that's a little bit of what I've grown into as a coach is, shorter more intense i'm not a big yeah. fan of dragging things out i like to be efficient i like to get in and 
put the work in and then, and then get out of there. And I think kids enjoy that. Um, you know, you give them a focus, you give them kind of a, 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 a framework of, well, here's what we're going to do and let's do it, you know? And, and it's routine in some ways, right? There's, there's a routine in it. It's like, okay, we have our warm up, we have our, you know, I think about wrestling practice for sure. It can really get like he, football practice the same. I think baseball practice probably the same. There's some like objective sports like running and swimming and things where it's not as routine because you have to dial different knobs a little bit in terms of I'm going to do some aerobic, I'm going to do some anaerobic, this sort of stuff. Wrestling's like, you know, 20 second sprints, football's seven second sprints in a lot of ways, right? Baseball is a lot of standing around and then a lot of explosion. And so when we build in routines like that in our basketball, the same, I think most sports in a lot of ways, not objective sports, team sports, I suppose, um, have, have that like lull sprint, lull sprint sort of thing. And so when we make practice routine like that, where the, all of the work is kind of intense, I think there's value in, in mimicking the sport in that regard too. And, and saying, Hey, this is, how we're, you know, going to turn up the knob just like we do come a flurry in wrestling or, uh, you know, a play in football or whatever it might be. So I think there's, there's some value in that. Was that, uh, a conscious decision? how do you come to, I mean, I know a little bit of the backstory behind that because I've, I've pushed you to think in different ways about it. And we tried some stuff and I, it, it didn't work, but what, or it didn't work for your athletes. What was the feedback? that you were getting from your athletes that made you start to think, especially specifically running. Let's talk about cross country where you're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do less of the, the longer workouts. And I don't think the, the performance really changed. You know what I mean? I think speak, speak to that. How did that influence performance affect performance? And what was the decision-making behind it? Sure. Well, as an athlete, I always liked when things were quick and efficient and, and obviously uh, we work hard. Um, so that's a little bit of it. And then just reflecting on last cross country season and we did a lot, try to push a lot of the mileage. And, um, I just thought when we got to meet, we just, we didn't, it, it wasn't so much that we weren't physically prepared for, you know, cause for those that don't know, you know, go out and run 3.1 miles as hard as you can and see how you feel. Right. There's, there's the mental aspect of it that at about mile one you're like man I got 2.1 miles to go yet um so I just thought the mental side of it we were lacking a little bit and I talked with some of our more veteran runners about it and they agreed um so we needed to get more of that feel in practice more often of holding your finger to the flame because what we felt and I talked to some of the other Sheena Sheena Dower yourself uh assistant uh coach Portner we talked about it and just felt like we would get to that flame and we'd back off. And so sure. what we felt is we needed to, to give them more opportunities to, to get that feel and hold your finger to that flame. And, and I think uh, the kids responded well. And I think we saw a growth in that where they were willing to, to go to that really difficult place. And stay yeah. There. yeah. And uh, so that's a lot of it where, where it's been born out of. And I always hated um, things that were always the same too. Sure. Um, but I'm, but I contradict myself because that's how I am. <laughs> and I tell that to a principal every time I have an observation, I'm like, I, I'm the worst at coming up with new creative ideas. I'm not very creative. Yeah. Um, 
and I get into a routine and something that I feel works. And then that's just like what I want to do. But like for wrestling, um, you know, I want to get into more of different warm up type stuff and different workouts and just flip practice, you know, just so it's not that same monotonous thing every day. Cause you're indoors, it's winter. It's difficult. It's good to just keep things spiced up. I think keep engagement. Yeah. It's, it's challenging though. Like I, I am the same way. I love routines and we talk, I mean, I speak to it on this podcast often with guests even is like, what is your routine? How, what's your system for this? I talk about, I use that word all the time, right? Systems. And I think about like when my physical system is right, things work better. And I also know that I crave novelty. I crave new things. I crave interesting things to chase. And so, you know, I think about how I would coach differently, right? Because mm -hmm. of knowing both sides of that about myself now, I think, you know, as a new coach, and this might even be a little bit of what you're experiencing is like, we try to grab at the things that we think might work. We're like, oh, that looks good. I'm going to try that. And you realize, you know, oh, we lost this really valuable piece, kind of this, this sharpness, this edge that when we, when we meet our, our moment of doubt, we can still push through it. And I think it, you know, like you talk about, hold that finger to the flame and find out it's not going to burn me. It's just going to be uncomfortable a little bit and like, got to find out what it is, what does the burn look like and, and that sort of stuff. But there's also a reality that we got to try new things because our athletes, need to engage with the process. It's, it's a really fine line, kind of a, an interesting needle to thread because you can't just keep showing up and doing the same things every day because you're going to lose them and you need to show up and do the same things every day so that you can get the skill developed. You know what I mean? You guys are going to be a pretty young varsity wrestling program this year. Pretty, I mean, you're going to, you're going to struggle at times just to fill weights and you're going to, you're going to have some new kids and you're going to have some kids that are going to compete to be in the state tournament. Tell me how you guys try to meet those two sort of needs. You're going to have to have a ton of repetition for your new athletes to learn the skill. And you're going to have to have some novelty for these kids that are going to reach up there. What are you guys trying to do in the room, in your practices to meet both of those needs? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to have, we're going to be heavy up top with some juniors and seniors that, have a good foundation um all obviously at a little different place but for the most part know kind of what's going on they've got the basic skills you know and that's varying in different degrees and then we kind of drop to some junior high kids that are a little greener and what we've done this year what we're going to do is monday and wednesday after school is going to be kind of a middle school concept that'll be run out of the we've got a bigger cafeteria space now so we'll have those kids up there with some of our fifth sixth seventh eighth grade will kind of be up there and then some of the more veteran older guys will be in the room and Todd uh, Bertram, our head coach and I'll switch off on that. I'll do um, as it sits now, I'll do Mondays with the, the middle school concept and then he'll do Wednesdays with them. And then the other guy will be in the, the varsity uh, uh, room with those guys. So, so I, I know that there's a lot of different types of coaches that listen to this what are you, when you say middle school concept, what are you speaking to when you, when you talk about doing that? How does that change from your high school or your varsity concept? 
Sure. Well, yeah. And so we're, we're, a, we're a small class A school, so we don't necessarily have a middle school. We've got a K-6 wing and then we've got a 7-12 part of the school. So we don't necessarily have middle school. But just thinking about that, um, we've got so what, what we've kind of got is we've got uh, sixth graders now that have kind of been coming through, followed by fifth, fourth, third um, for a few years through the program. So they've got a very good uh, background, you know, skill base. And so we thought we could kind of create that that middle ground between the next step, which would be like varsity and kind of that ninth grade league. We don't have enough seventh, eighth and ninth graders to warrant necessarily um, another coach or a space for that. Numbers are a little thin there, but we've got a bunch of four, five, six. So we thought let's put them together um, and kind of create that stepping stone between elementary, middle school, high school. Um, it's kind of something we've talked about throwing around for a few years and that'll be continually evolving because, uh, you know, hopefully our numbers continue to follow these kids and we'll keep a, you know, a handful of them. We've always talked, you know, four to five per grade would be outstanding. And, uh, hopefully we can do that. I think we'll have double digits in, in that four five, six in each grade this year. We have registration tomorrow night, so we'll see where we land there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We were just throwing around some different ideas, just trying to get, you know, and we've got we've got some guys that are going to come in and help coach with us on that. And, um, so, you know, hopefully we can just continue to grow it and, and get good people in the right spots and keep those, those, those stepping stones in place. So we're not just bringing kids in, throwing them in with those kids that are state tournament wrestlers, but we've kind of got that grooming phase to, to yeah. help bridge that gap. I, I am so interested in this because I think, you know, I, I look at niche sports, right? Particularly sports like wrestling, you know, sports like swimming or gymnastics in some schools, sports like skiing, where you might not be able to field a whole roster of a varsity sort of component. I think wrestling, you know, 14 athletes at the varsity level. And then we, we change it by size. So there's a natural kind of starting point for younger athletes in that you know, gymnastics, I think is the same. And then we get these new athletes out and we're like, okay, go do the thing. Right. And because we have to, to some degree, because we have to put bodies out there. I think it's such a unique challenge for some sports to be able to see how we can progress from a youth program with one or two practices a week to a varsity practice or a varsity program with five practices a week youth practice is an hour long varsity practice is two hours long. How do we bridge that gap? So it's not such a giant change and it's also inviting for new athletes. I, I personally think when it comes to wrestling in small communities, the, the highest attrition happens like in that seventh, eighth and ninth grade, because the change is so dramatic, right? It's, uh, and the demand is so dramatic. I go from wrestling kids that are all my age, all my size to wrestling, you know, in a room with kids that are six years old, that are full grown men, you know, you know, like there's just a different challenge involved there. And so what do you think about developing, right? What's the development going to look like in that five to eight space in terms of growing skills? Teach Very what I mean, Go ahead. Yeah. So intensity will be increased a little bit, just the volume of things. I mean, you, we've talked about the progression of the program. Um, so we just feel like it's time we can turn up the dial a little bit. We'll do a little bit more of the team stuff this year. We talked about that. Um, 
but still, I mean, our, our main focus is fundamentals. You know, uh, we want to dial in and be just really solid on hand control, you know, um, head, hands, defense, um, pressure, tempo, just all those things. I mean, we don't need to do a thousand moves. We need to do a few really well, you know, and, and I think it starts like another thing that I've really grown to, I think, understand or believe in is it just, it starts with getting the kids to want to be there and buy into to you and your coaching staff. And then from there, um, we can grow them, you know? Um, and that's a little bit of the fun part, I think with our high school program, Todd and I have, have talked and, you know, for the first few years, you're just so concerned about numbers and you're doing everything you can to get new kids out and do all that. Cause we didn't have a lot in the youth program and this and that. So to get new kids to come out was, is tough. And then you're trying to keep them out while also trying to balance those really, you know, those kids that are competing for the state tournament. And right now we're just like, let's the kids we have, we're going to compete. We're going to, you know, whether we feel half the weights, five of the weights, 14 of the weights, the kids we have, we're going to focus on getting them better and we're going to compete in every individual match and we're going to make it tough on those kids that we're wrestling, you know? So um, hopefully the numbers continue to follow our youth kids and, and the numbers, you know, don't become the issue, but we also just need to focus on the kids we've got and progress them. I, I love, I mean, I think back to the the conversation with the Jordan track and field program, they said, you know, grow who you have right now, and then let that be its own kind of recruiting tool, right there. Okay. These people are getting better. That's compelling and engaging to be a part of. I, there's an interesting thing going on at Springfield specifically right now. You guys got a football team that is in the state finals and that a little bit different this year. They don't play until December 2nd or 3rd, right? They're they're going to miss a couple weeks of the winter program on of the winter sport. That's you know, from a winter sports head coach perspective, you're like, "Man, that's too bad that they're not going to get a full season." And you're like, "This is awesome. Let's embrace that let's enjoy that what have you seen from the fall that has been like i'm i'm taking that i'm learning from that because obviously they've had some success what are you seeing from that program that you're you're excited about bringing in to what you guys are doing this winter yeah there and there's a lot there's just a lot of positives around it um so number one, I've seen some of our guys, our junior seniors that have really stepped up in the leadership roles for them. And they've, you know, they're, they're, they're playing hard and they're engaged and they're, they're, they're like, this just big family. Um, so I'm super excited that they can then bring that into their next sports. Right. And pretty much all of our, all of our juniors and seniors are on the team. we got a couple that are hurt now, but they're all on the team and they're all, um, except for one, there's one that's not, um, but I'm excited for that because we've just seen them grow a lot um, together. And, and then the other piece of it is, is I've seen that what a coaching staff that is united together, uh, very uh, knowledgeable, um, but very passionate and connect with the kids. Like that's where it started. There was a point mid season and I teach right next to, to Brandon Wilhelm. He was the D coordinator. So I talked to him pretty much every day about things. And there was a point where we were the five seed in the section yeah. looking to go to Adrian to play the first round of playoffs if things didn't change, um, you know? And so you go from that to being in the state finals, the growth that that t- this team has had, it's just one of those deals where I think at the beginning of the season, it's, 
a real long shot to say anybody would put us in the state finals, but the way that they've grown and the way these kids compete together. And it's just, it's one of those teams you love to cheer for because nobody cares about the stats. Like they just, the final score and scoreboard at the end of the game is what they're all about. And, um, it, it's one of those things that I hope continues to, to, to grow and that's, and, and they take that with them throughout the rest of the school year. Yeah, I, I just think what an what a powerful sort of mindset to have, regardless of what it is you're doing, right? Uh, the score, I, the the way we get there doesn't really matter, right? It's how it's that we're doing it together, and that our outcome together is the thing that we care about, right? It's it's so interesting because we talk a lot about like the score takes care of itself, focus on the process, da 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 da. But one of the things, one of the potential downfalls in that is that we get really selfish potentially we get really self-focused and being able to zoom out and see that actually the scoreboard will tell the story at the end like is is the goal right is to be able to say we don't do this and i think about how valuable that experience is for every other thing that you do not just you know I, I, we've lamented in here and you know the last time you were on we talked a lot about the youth program the youth wrestling program and developing that and talking about how to keep numbers and one of the reasons i think a lot of places get super specialized is because they know that if you're only playing my sport you're not going to necessarily walk away from it and we're going to have good numbers we're going to have a program that's sustainable you you're celebrating what's going on with the football program even though it's going to take kids from you guys through injury, through, you know, you're going to miss two, three weeks of your season. I just think they're learning these lessons, this, this valuable thing to think about because they're playing football also, right? Now they're going to come and translate that. The wrestling mat, some of them are going to take it to the baseball field in the spring. Some are going to take it to the golf course. Some are going to take it to the track. Like that's just that's just learning. It's just growth that can happen for all of us. And you, and you speak to the coaching staff being united. In what ways do you see that in the school? Cause I mean, I know you said you talk to Brandon all the time and, and I work with Brandon in the baseball season. He's the head baseball coach also. So I know how easy of conversations that are, but what are you seeing besides just the conversations that you're having? Yeah. Um, well, I, I you know, uh, Adam Meyer, the head coach is in the school as well. So um, yeah. he's interacting with all the kids and, and I have good relationships with a lot of the kids too. And they just, you know, they just love what's going on and, and those coaches and both of our principals are, are on the staff and, sure. um, and you see it from, from the coaches helping those kids take care of any grade issues they've got. I mean, it's just a whole bunch of, and they get together and, um, on Sunday nights as D and as defense and offense and, and they can, um, go through things those guys are just all I think 100% bought in and and you just it just seems like there's a buzz and, and the kids are just having a lot of fun and I don't know it seems like it's just gonna grow things hopefully you know and, and continue to spread you know the team we're playing Minnesota there I forget exactly the stat I saw with something since 2009 they've won I think they've won four and they've been in two more two titles but so they've then, won four then, state championships and been in two state title games but also with volleyball and yeah. girls basketball and wrestling it's it was like 11 state titles and seven runners up or something like sure they just they've got it figured out and i think if you just get kids to buy in um, yeah the rest of it 
takes care of itself. Well, we, we talk in text message form pretty often about what is it, what is it that Miniota is doing down there? Right. But it's, it is about, I mean, that's what this podcast is, right? It's about mindset. They, they have a sense that when we show up, we're going to do things right. And we're going to win, not just come game day, right? They, they do it that way on a Monday night. They do it that way on a Wednesday night. They do it in February and they do it in August. And like, it's just, we're going to come. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about, about our personal journeys, about kind of the physical stuff is right. We're going to, I'm going to go feel the burn. I'm going to hold my finger to the fire. I'm going to find out how uncomfortable I can be and still take it, still manage it, you know? And when that tide turns that you're talking about, you hope is what happens via the football program. I think it, it, it's infectious, right? Because I've said it before on this program, right? You have to see what's possible. You have to, somebody has to show you what's possible. And when, you know, when football's in the state finals every year, guess what? Everybody else thinks they can be too. When football, you know, like their volleyball team, Minnesota's volleyball team won a state title a week ago, right? <laughs> now their football team's in the state finals. Probably going to feel pretty good, right? Because they've been there. They've done that before where Springfield hasn't, right? There's just going to, there's going to be some things that, that are going to go in their favor. Hopefully some things that go in your guys's as well. You know, obviously we're going to, we're going to root for the tigers uh, from afar here, but I just, you and I have had that conversation many, many times. How do you get to that level? You've been around their programs. You've seen the things that they're doing from afar. What do you think? What do you think is the, is the difference? I got to get somebody from Minnesota on the podcast. We got to have somebody <laughs> over and, and talk about it, but you know, we, we have tremendous respect for what they do. What do you see? You know, I would just be taking a wild guess, but I, I got to believe there's just a standard that this yeah. is what we do and this is how we do it. And uh, we're not going to complain about it. Uh, if you don't like it, you don't have to stick around. Um, but we're here to do things right. And and there's got to be a, a real strong relationship part of it, you know, sure. and, and coaching staff that are, that are all in tune and, and kid, you know, I just, they've, they've got that wave and they've got a standard and, and they don't, uh, I can't imagine they allow for that standard to be lowered. Um, and then people will rise to that level and obviously their athletes do. I, I think that's so interesting because it just pulls it all together in my mind. Right. We talked as we started this conversation and the point of this series, right. Is to, is to, create integration, right? To have wholeness as a person, right? To have the things that challenge you intellectually engage you physically, right? I mean, when you're reading, when you're running and you're reading, you feel like, okay, now I'm, now I'm starting to kind of get right. And then it's, you know, I talked to Tommy Dierenfeld a few weeks ago, right? Now we, now we put the spiritual component or that heart component in there too. And all of a sudden my relationships get better. My everything goes better, right? My work goes better. My workouts go better. My thinking goes better. My classroom goes better. My teams go better. The same thing is true of organizations, right? When we get integration in the organization, when people understand the standard, the standard is communicated clearly, right? Then the wave happens like you're talking about. And it just kind of pulls all those pieces together. I asked you, what does it feel like when you're not doing it, when you're not running? When you're not engaged in your physical plan, you say, what happens? My routine starts to fall apart. 
I think that's what happens in some of our schools, right? One piece of the standard lowers and it doesn't happen right away, but kind of the wheels start to go off. The standard lowers altogether and it creates challenges that are really, really difficult to overcome. We're going to bring this back. What do you do when you aren't running? What do you do to get yourself back on track? You said a few weeks ago, you just, you're like, I'm going to read. I haven't been reading. I need to start reading. How do you get yourself back going when you've dropped the ball? Because I think we can zoom in on the personal to maybe zoom out on the organizational as well, or the team part of it. Talk to me about how you get yourself back going. I'm just reflecting and being self-aware of, of what what's going on. And I just get this urge to, like we were talking and um, you just have that need to, to get out and, and exercise, I guess. And, and yeah. I don't know, I can just, you know, like I said, you can just feel that things aren't all in, in, in order and they're not clicking the way that you want them to uh, for me. And I don't know, just getting back on there and, have you ever had a point where you've just ignored it? Where you're just like, I feel that things are out of out of sorts and I don't have time and I don't want to, da, 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 you know, because I imagine that's what happens in organizations, right? We notice it. We think there's something screwy with it, but maybe we don't feel like we can do anything about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think you're right there. I think you let a few little things and then it starts to add up, especially in a school or, or an organization or a team that you don't address or you don't button back up. And then the little things become the big things. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so I think back to the question about Minnesota, I got to imagine that there's just that standard and they just, when, when things do slip, then it's brought back to the forefront and it's corrected, fixed. And, um, you know, and I think we do a good job of that in our school too. I feel like, you know, I've been in other schools and, and I think we do a good job of holding a standard and, and expectation of our kids and staff and, and coaches. And I think we've got tremendous coaches and people that are willing to get involved and our kids are, are also in line with that. They do, a, you know, what we ask of them. And um, yeah, I just think there's, it's, it's a place where we can, we can do it. Just gotta, you know, it just maybe takes that spark and, and hopefully the football team is that. And it just other kids say, I want to do that. Yeah. Well, I think that's going back to our last conversation with the youth program, right? Having Thursday night throwdowns and having these opportunities to say, I want to do that too. Right. Is, is just so valuable to create the model that you want to see, right? The standard isn't just the standard. The standard is the standard because people execute it. And you got to hold that standard in front of people and say, look, here's how it's done. And I, the reason I asked you the question, is like, have you ever been in a place where you, like, how do you start again? Because I, the answer I knew you were going to have is like, I don't know, just do it. Right. Cause I think that's the answer. I think that is the answer. There's so many times where we look at it and we're like, I want to, get it perfect. I want to procrastinate. I want to wait. I want it to be in the right frame of mind. I want whatever. When in reality, like it's not going to start until you do, right? It's not going to well, start think, until you do. I think that's one thing, not necessarily on the the personal side of it, but like 
with the programs that I'm involved in that I've learned is like when I, I used to think I had to have it all detailed figured out before you would push it out. And then now I'm just like, let's get it going. And then it will work itself out. If you yeah. give it attention and you get the right people in it, like that's one thing that's we're doing. I'm doing a better job of is just asking for people to get involved in stuff. And we've got a really good group of ladies that have taken over our, ham fundraiser that we've got coming up and they're doing really cool things with that and they organized all of our warm-ups that we got in and just like need people even on those little details like that to, to be involved and be passionate and good at you know like yeah. take pride in it right i mean yeah. i just i love this start and it will figure itself out rather than figure it all out and then start i think that's such valuable such a valuable lesson, such valuable advice, because I've noticed the same thing, right? Just start, just do the thing. And you're going to have hiccups, but you're going to have hiccups anyway, right? Your plan was not going to go perfectly. Even the one that you had dialed in and thought was going to be perfect. It wasn't, wasn't going to be perfect. And so knowing and understanding that that's just true anyway. Like, well, and I don't remember who it was that you had on, but the restart, you get, yeah. you know, I mean, every once in a while, you just got to have a restart. And, yeah. And then I think, I think the other thing too, that people, as we talk about this, that people get hung up on is my goal is to run three miles. We are not going to run three miles on the first day. Start with yeah. walking, you know, you start small and, and grow it. Right. And you keep compounding that, that work or, or whatever it is. Right. Like I want 30 kids in our seven through 12 program. Well, it's not going to happen tomorrow. Right. This is yeah. probably going to take the better part of a decade and yeah. it's tough a lot of times but hopefully it continues to go well and we get those good people and and all those but, things but like like you said it start and then pay attention right pay attention so it's not going to happen tomorrow but if you're paying attention to it you're going to hopefully pull the right levers at the right times and if you don't if you make a mistake, you can fix it quicker than rather than saying, okay, I have the plan in place. Here's how it's going to work. And when something doesn't go according to plan, now just throwing the baby out with the bathwater and saying, it's, it's not working. I'm done. Whatever it might be. Having that perspective to say, okay, start, pay attention, expect it to take a while. You know, I, I sometimes I feel like we say the same thing a lot and I'm like my, my heart is in this conversation because I know the truth of it and that it needs to be said again. Right. I'm, I'm engaged and excited about it because I know as a coach, right. That these are the things that have to happen. They're the things that we have to do well as a leader. These are the things we have to do well. Otherwise we're going to be staring at each other going, what do we do next? Why didn't that work? Right. There's time for that, but there's also, the time for that might be as you're rolling out the next idea too, right? As you're starting the next thing, we're, we're looking back and we're contemplating how the, the last thing didn't go quite as well. And guess what happens once you start the next thing? You're not nearly as involved emotionally as you would be if you were just looking at how something failed, right? You've, you've got a trigger point to move on. And, you know, even for kids, even for our athletes, even for our employees, like, just get them started on the next thing so that the last one wasn't so bad. And now we can process it a little bit differently because we're seeing it happen in real time again. So, yeah, yeah, man. For sure. And I think we've talked about it too. The, 
easiest way or the best way to get people to buy into it is that the leader is fully engaged and doing a lot of work, you know, especially early, right? Especially yeah. early in the process, the leader yeah. has to do more. No, at some point, like you said, you've been engaging other people to come in and do some of these things, but they weren't always there, right? They have to believe that you're willing to do the work too, as the leader. Yeah. Yeah. Or any business leader or principal or whatever your case might be engaged and yeah. in, in doing a lot of the work is, is important. Absolutely, man. Dude, I love getting to connect. I love the opportunity to just be, I mean, we talk all the time, so it's not like this is, this is odd, but we are, we are talking about things we don't always talk about, right? We're, we're getting to engage in kind of the details, in the nitty gritty of how it looks to be running a part of engage in a program that you want to succeed, right? That you're invested in and a part of, um, obviously I'm, I'm always cheering for Springfield in, in whatever way, because I work with a lot of the sports is part of it, but also because I know how good the people are, right? How, how great your guys relationships with your athletes are, how much you're attempting to do the right thing, even though it's not always going to turn out the way that you want it to. It's exciting to see the football team, in the position that it's in, because, you know, you guys have had a lot of spring sports success too, right? Baseball got third in the state a few years ago, softball, Katie, we haven't mentioned you yet. Katie Wilhelmy, Brandon's wife, softball coach, right there in the state state tournament two years ago, but it's also after school's over. It's after all this stuff is done. Football, we get to carry this energy and emotion into this school year. So I hope that it has awesome outcomes for you guys as you go. Thanks, Luke, for joining me. Appreciate your time. You bet. Thank you. Thanks again to Luke Amzen, head cross-country coach at Springfield and assistant wrestling coach, good friend of mine. I think some things that I, I hear in there that I, I want to point out, right, just this idea of kind of one routine setting the tone for our lives and then noticing when it's not happening, right? That idea of self-awareness, when is it not going right? When is it not going well? What do I need to change? I think that's a hard, it's obvious and it's hard to do. We talked there at the end about, you know, you just have to start not worrying about having it right or having it perfect, but rather just getting engaged, just doing it and then figuring it out as you go. Um, but this idea, I know we got a little bit tangent about on the football and then the, the Miniota stuff, this looking at a high standard of performance and saying, wow, that's really good. I think there's, I think there's something to be said about that. We all talk about it. We all say, man, they're doing stuff, right? What is it? figuring out the secret sauce, whatever they're doing, we're not going to be able to do where we are. We're not going to be able to do it the exact same way because our kids are different. Our staff is different. We have to make that thing happen in our own way. Yes, we can set the standard. Yes, we have to pay attention to the little things so that when they become the big things, they become the big things in the right way. But it's really about this idea of making it our own. And being aware enough to understand 
when we need to change it, when we're stalling out, when we're not feeling that things are going well, being in tune, being in alignment, being integrated. This idea of wholeness that we've talked about through this series comes from understanding who you are, what you want, and where you want to go. The challenge is to take the first step and to let the journey take you where it's going to go also. You can't know all the steps along the way. I think about going hiking or climbing a mountain, right? Yeah, there's, there's a trail. There's a way that you're probably going to go and you can see it, but you have no idea until you get there what the challenges are, what the easy parts are, what the ups and downs are. Oh, that little part there, that won't be too hard. You have no idea. I don't, I should say, right? And anytime I'm saying this, I, like I say, I point four fingers back at me because we don't know where we're going to get hung up. And we don't know where we're going to excel, but we won't do either unless we start. Take a step, grow, get better, learn, and do something with your body. Move it, get physically active so that you start to get that mind, body, and spirit in order. Maybe even go for a run. Thanks for joining us. So grateful that you're a part of this community. Please rate, review, subscribe, share. Share it with somebody that you think can have and gain value from it because that's the point we're not here doing this right selfishly i love these conversations i love these opportunities to talk to people and to engage with them but ultimately the goal is that we can grow together please take a step this week and as always live eyes up